Praise the Lord. Uh, we are here with another episode of Jesus is the Answer. We are at episode 18 right now, and we have a very special guest today. I got my brother in Christ, uh, Brother David Mason, and he is here. Uh, hallelujah. Are you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. Good morning. Happy to be here and grateful for the opportunity just to share um, some of what God has done in my life. So, yeah. Amen, amen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the go-to question, and uh, how did you get saved? Okay, how did I get saved? Um, so I'll just uh, summarize briefly. Um, growing up, I was blessed to be raised in a Christian home. Um, the youngest of six, but the first with a Bible name, and that the reason being is because my parents um, were recently saved. Um, shortly before I was born. And so I was, um, I, I grew up going to church um, as a child. I said the sinner's prayer to receive Christ and things like that. Um, but to be honest, I don't know if I was truly born again. Um, it wasn't until many, many years later in my early 20s, um, at the age of uh, 22, just about to be 23, when I um, truly encountered God and truly um understood the gospel and, and really gave my whole heart and life to Christ. Um, so the way that came about was um, I was at, God actually used an open-air uh, preacher on the subway um, to bring me to repentance. And, yeah, it's a, it's a really quickened me by his spirit in an incredible supernatural way. Um, I was on the train, minding my business, heading to work, and a woman got on the train, and um, she just, she stepped on the train and she took over, basically. She she didn't ask permission. She just began to preach the word of God. Um, she walked up and down the entire train car preaching the gospel. Um, I just remember uh, just trying, to, I remember just being um, caught off guard and just, not only by what I was hearing, but by what I was seeing. Um, it was definitely um, something um, supernatural about this woman, just the, the manner that she spoke with such authority and such clarity. And um, so I believe that God used that moment to somehow quicken me or to, to, um, to uh, awaken me, spiritually speaking, because um, shortly after that, it literally could have been the same night or the next day, um, right in my uh, living room floor. I just fell on my knees and I cried out to God with weeping and brokenness and repentance. And um, I just, you know, I, I, it just became so clear as a day to me that, you know, what, what she was sharing was true, that Jesus is the way that, that he, you know, he is um, everything that, that, I, I should have known him to be having a Christian background, but, you know, like many people, I kind of rebelled from, from what I was taught as a kid. I wanted to find truth in some other, some other place, whether in the world or even I was open to other beliefs, other religions and things. But um, it was in that moment that I realized um, and I cried out to Jesus. And I could share more on that experience, but that's, that's the um, brief answer of, of my conversion of how I came to Christ. Amen. I mean, I'll definitely ask you a little bit more. Uh, and I just want to 
encourage the listeners and the viewers that you are living evidence when people say, uh, when they see people preaching, especially like lukewarm believers, they'll tell the preacher, this don't work. This is not effective. There's no fruit in this. You're living proof of the fruit of evangelism. Yeah, so that's amazing. That was, yeah, that was more than 13 years ago, and I'm still, by God's grace, I'm here today walking with God, you know, growing in grace. So praise God. Amen. So for people like you who may be listening, maybe they grew up in a Christian household, maybe they're doing their dabbling into ideologies and other faiths and philosophies, and maybe they're just living in the world. Maybe they're in their 20s like you were. Um Maybe they never accurately heard the gospel explained to them. Would you like to share that with them, actually? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, just very brief and straight to the point, um, you know, for, as someone growing up in a Christian home, you know, uh, many, many of us, you know, even pastors' kids in many cases, you know, have that season of rebellion and um, similar to the, the story of the prodigal son that, that goes so far from home determined to, you know, find their own way in life or whatever. And, you know, first of all, for the person growing up in a Christian home, there's no, um, there's no shame in that. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing um, that sometimes we miss when we're young because we, we're so, you know, we see what our friends are doing and we see what's going on outside in the world and, and we feel like we're missing out. But I would just say to the, maybe a young person who's in that situation or who, who has a Christian background and you feel like you haven't really experienced what the world has to offer, um, I would say, you know, I would say you're not missing nothing, you know, because like the prodigal son, I, I went out there and I tried to find, I tried to fit in uh, with with other, you know, the, the worldly crowd. I tried, you know, the drinking and smoking and, and uh, fornication and, and pornography and all these things, you know, that, that people turn to. And people, you know, if you watch TV, listen to music, you think these are the greatest things in the world. But the truth of the matter is um, God's word is true, and, and nothing could ever change that. And um, after I, uh, my eyes were open and I, and I became a Christian and I surrendered my heart and life, God's word came alive to me and it made sense. You know, Jesus said anyone that commits sin is a slave to sin. And it wasn't until I had this experience that, that I realized that that was true. I said, yeah, that, that was true in my life. I was a slave to sin. Um, mm. and, and I believe in Romans or, or one of Paul's letters in the, in the New Testament, Paul also speaks of, um, you know, our, our life of sin. He says those things that you used to do that you're now ashamed of. And there's a long list of things that I used to do that I think back now and, I, and it brings shame, you know, just thinking uh, of that, and um, and I, you know, I would just sum it up with that. I used to preach that all the time. Um, when I when I uh, late a few years after my conversion, when I began preaching on the train and stuff, that was my go-to message. I would always tell people, you know, sin will bring shame into your life. You know, that's, that's just right. a fact. The wages of sin is death, but the light, the the gift of God, what God offers us, um, is eternal life through Jesus Christ, and um. You know, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave us his only begotten son. You know, God couldn't have gave us anything. He could have, he you know, 
he, he gave us his very best. He gave us what he knew that we needed, um, and that's Jesus Christ. So, you know, I just encourage you to, you know, trust in him today. Give him your whole heart. And, um, yeah, believe in him, and, and you will be saved. Amen, amen. We we appreciate you sharing that. I know um, you and I linked up some years ago, and I was saved maybe over a year or so, and I started preaching myself. I forget how we connected, but we connected through preaching, open-air preaching. Mm -hmm. And I know some people might be listening who they're convicted. You know, they know that they – They've been saved like like you were, like I was, and maybe they're maybe the Holy Spirit is nudging them to go out, to be bold, to lift their voice. Do you have any encouragement for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm not the most um I'm a very introverted person. I tend you know, I'm not a very loud, outspoken person. I prefer, you know, not to be the center of attention, and yet a lot of times God, you know, he uses us in ways that wouldn't make sense apart from him, you know. So, you know, speaking is not necessarily my uh, my natural gift. Uh, for some people it is, and that's great. We, you know, use what God has given you to his glory. But um, oftentimes he'll use us in our weakness, and you don't have to know all the right things to say, but if you just, you know, make yourself available for God to use and you open your mouth there's someone that wants to and needs to hear what you're sharing. I can't tell you, I'll tell you this, my, for me, when I open air preach, especially on the subways, um, for me, the most, one of the most satisfying responses that I get from people, um, it, it's, it's, it's something very subtle, something that could easily be missed. It's not necessarily people that come up to me with tears and, and, and ask to receive Christ there on the spot. Yes, praise God for those moments, absolutely. But oftentimes it's the people that you least expect um, that you would think they, you know, they're not, they don't go to church, they don't have a Christian background, maybe they're of a different religion or maybe maybe they're openly living, you know, an ungodly lifestyle or something. And after, as I'm preaching, many times on the subway, a lot of them will come up to me very humbly and just say thank you, you know, just like with the most, so sincere, like, they would just say, they look at my eyes and say, thank you, or I needed to hear that. Or, you know, and, and for me, because of my experience, I, I don't take that lightly because the person that God used to reach me, you know, me and her, we didn't really, I, I just heard the word, and but I didn't, she doesn't know the impact it had on my life, you know. Um, so God used her to bring me to him himself, almost like a burning bush, you know, like, this woman was like a burning bush on, on the train that day that caught my attention. It drew me near. And, and, then, and then from, th from that point, God was like, I'll take you from here, if that makes sense. You know, and in the same way, Amen. God can use us. You know, we're not always going to see the fruit right away. Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. But if you just, you know, open yourself to be used by God, and, and, and ask God for the, you know, the, the, the discernment and the eyes to see what he's doing. Sometimes he'll just show you. Like, for me, again, when I'm sharing the gospel or preaching, um, you, can't, you, can't tell, you, know, you can't always tell what's going on in a person's heart, but there are moments where you, can just, where you just know that God is getting through to someone through, um, through you, you know, through his word and you're coming from your mouth. He's getting through to someone, and there's no... 
I can't think of any greater um, experience, um, you know, on this side of eternity that God would use someone like you, someone like me, uh, to make that impact on a person's life. Amen. I, I totally agree. It's, it's humbling when, uh, when we once didn't want to hear his voice, you know. Um, do you have any last parting words before we close out in prayer? I mean, your story is very encouraging. Um, anything you feel like the Holy Spirit wants you to say? Yeah, I was just, um, I would share briefly that um, even this morning as I was thinking about uh, about this, about sharing my testimony, because um, to be honest, I, I haven't shared my testimony as much as I should. Um, and it's been a while since I really thought through the journey that God has brought me on and especially um, just my conversion story. Like, I didn't share everything today, but there was, like, incredible, like, supernatural things that happened in my life um, that for a while I didn't, I didn't fully understand it, and even now I don't fully understand everything. Um, and for some time maybe I kind of just – I just haven't given it that much thought in, in recent years, unfortunately. But after um, – just this morning, just meditating and thinking about the journey that God has brought me on, I was stirred and encouraged, and um, and and the and I was challenged and convicted as well, you know, because I, I was thinking to myself, like, man, like God really saved me, like God really radically changed my life, God really um did did a, a miraculous uh, work and thing in my life, like I cannot deny that, and then. I was convicted because I had to ask myself, am I living worthy of that testimony that God has given me? You know what I'm saying? Um, and, I, and the scripture teaches, you know, live, you know, we're called to live worthy of the calling upon our lives. We're called to live worthy of the gospel itself, you know. But um, if, you, if you are someone that you have had a very real encounter and experience with God, um, my encouragement would be, uh, to not take that for granted, you know, that's something special that God did in your life for a reason or for a purpose, and we don't all have the same testimony. He doesn't always work in the same ways in everyone's life, but you can believe that um, there's something, there's a reason why if God has revealed himself to you, if God did a, a miracle, if you were healed or or uh, just some other miracle, you you baptized in the Holy Spirit, you were um Whatever the case is, you know, you were delivered from drug addiction or, or something like that. Um, that's, you know, sometimes for me, I just speak for myself. You know, I, I think, oh, that was so many years ago, and now I'm like a, you know, I'm more, I'm a mature Christian, and I'm kind of just cool, laid back. And but sometimes we just gotta remember what God did for us, and we have to just live uh, in a, according to that worship in a way. You know what I'm saying? That 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 aligns with the way he deserves. You know? Amen. I, I believe that um, that that's what we need to hear. That's what we all need to be reminded of. And, and look, the Lord is speaking to you right now. Even I'm convicted because <laughs> it's so true. Um, do you want to pray over the listeners and viewers before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll just share my my go-to line, uh, I don't know if you remember it when we were out there preaching, but um, I just encourage you with this. It's no small thing to be loved by the king. 
you know, and that's true for for, for us all, believers um, and unbelievers alike. It's no small thing to be loved by Jesus Christ. And um, so let me pray for everyone. Uh, Father, I just thank you for your grace and mercy upon each of our lives, oh God. I thank you for the many ways you choose to show up, Lord, um, in big ways and in small ways, oh God. I thank you for every person listening, oh God. Lord, I pray that you quicken them, even as you quickened me so many years ago, oh God, wherever they are on their journey of life, their journey of faith, Lord, those who are saved and those who are yet to be saved, oh God, I pray for the quickening of the Holy Spirit, oh God. I pray you bring men and women and children, Lord, people to repentance, oh God, through this testimony, through Brother Nelson and his ministry, oh God, bring people to their knees in brokenness and humility before you, oh God and raise them up from the ashes to be great in your kingdom, O oh God. I pray you would send forth uh, laborers into the harvest, O oh God, men and women of God, Lord, who are, who are unashamed of the gospel, O oh God. And though we might not all be called to, be, uh, to, to, to the same ministry, O oh God, I do pray, God, for the ministry of open-air preaching, O oh God, Lord, that you would, your spirit will be upon these young men and women and people that you send out, oh God, that we would not go out in our flesh, that we would not go out, Lord, trying to seek to make a name for ourselves, but that we would go out in the power of the Holy Spirit, God, declaring who you are unashamedly, oh God. And we pray that just for a great harvest of men and women and, and souls to be brought into your kingdom, oh God. We pray, God, that you be glorified, oh God. And I pray you strengthen anyone who's struggling in their faith, oh God, anyone who's going through uh, what they call deconstruction, oh God. Lord, I've, I've been there. I've been through the ups and downs, oh God. But by your grace, Lord, I'm still holding on to you, oh God. For you, even as your word says, where else shall we go? You are the one with the words of eternal life, oh God. And so I praise you for what you've done in my life. I praise you for what you've done in my brother Nelson's life. I praise you for what you're doing in, in the lives of believers all over the world, oh God, forgive us for forever, if we ever take it for granted, forgive us forever uh, just, you know, forgetting or neglecting to give you the praise that you deserve, because you deserve more than we could ever give anyway, oh God, so help us to not hold back, Lord, I know I speak that for myself, Lord, so many times, Lord, I've held back the worship that you deserve, and I, I ask for forgiveness, and I ask that you help me where I am today, oh God. To, to return to my first love, O oh God, and to be even more just uh, zealous for you, O oh God. I thank you, Lord. I love you. I pray your blessing upon everyone hearing this. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for, for sharing his story in you. Amen. And um, amen. to the listeners and viewers, please keep Brother David and, and his house in prayer. Um, and understand that this is a war. And uh, we're all going to be one day by his grace and glory. And we're going to talk about this testimony. <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. I appreciate you.